I'd like to tell you about Anchor. It's an app that you can use to record your podcast for free. Anchor will distribute distribute your podcast to different platforms from Spot from Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere you want. You can also make money with with your podcast with minimal listenership. All you have to do is go to Anchor for free. Hello, everyone, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Victorious Ones podcast, the place where gaming meets comics, meets sports, meets movies, meets inspiration. Of course, I'm your host. My name is King Vaughn Jr. You can follow me on social media on Twitter at 301 King Vaughn Jr. You can also follow me on Instagram at Mr. King Vaughn Jr. You can follow you can follow the podcast on social media as well on Twitter at Victory Pod One and on Instagram at Victorious Ones Podcast. Of course, the show is sponsored by a popular review a popular review wrestling and of course i'm a social media producer for for the monday night wrestling show perfect flex talk radio of course mondays at six at six o'clock and so tonight i will be have i will have an interview with i'll be having my interview with luke from cheap pop cheap pop wrestling um you know of course podcast and of course he is the host of you know he's the founder of, of of course instagram's cheap pop wrestling fantasy league so, and so of course, I look forward to, um, and of course, look forward to having a great conversation with him, as well as going over the 50 greatest wrestlers list that came up came up with. So, I hope that you enjoy. So of course, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, once again, welcome to another episode of, episode of the Victorious Ones Podcast. Victorious Ones Podcast, a place where gaming meets comics, meets sports, meets movies, meets inspiration. And of course, once again, my name is King Von Jr. And of course, on of course for those on social media, you can follow me on Twitter at three hundred one King Von Jr. And of course, the shows, uh, you know, of course, the shows up shows a Twitter page at Victory Pod One and on on Instagram at Mr. King Von Jr as well as on Victorious Ones podcast on Instagram as well. And, um, you know, of course I have a special guest that, she, that, uh, that, uh, you know, I've already you know sent the word out to in regards to, I um, mean, you know, of course, in regards to tonight's episode. And so, um, you know, you know, so, you know, so first and foremost, like I said, you know, of course, you know, of course, thank you very much for tuning in. And, um, you know, so, so of course I'm going to be joined by Luke of Cheap Pop Wrestling. And so, you know, so of course, you know, this is a guy, this is a guy that I met um, at Wally Mania. And you know, of course, we were able to connect, um, you know, by, by way of social media, by way of Twitter and Instagram. You know, of course, he's the host of, um, you know, of, of course, of Cheap Pop Wrestling on, um, on IG and on Twitter, you know, where they have fantasy factions and fantasy warfare and things like that. So, um, you know, like, like I said, it's uh, real quick, you know, as I'm waiting for. My special guest, I've already, you know, pretty much already sent the link. So I'm just like, so I'm just waiting for him to, you know, pretty much, you know, wait, you know, wait, wait for him to show up. Um, you know, so, so in that, like I said, in that regard, um, but, you know, but of course, you know, but, you know, but, but of course, um, you know, obviously this week, WWE celebrated their 60th anniversary of the WWE championship. Hence, that's why I had this, you know, had this amazing, gold belt you know the winged eagle the greatest design the greatest um you know um design for a championship in the history of wrestling you know to be honest and speaking of um you know also the fact that you know of course on monday night of course on monday night uh raw triple h made the bombshell announcement where he revealed the brand new uh wwe world heavyweight championship you know, which is, you know, which really just the big gold belt with the giant WWE logo. And so, um, you know, and, and just the way that they were just constantly throwing shade at, a, you know, a, you know, like, you know, constantly throwing, throwing shade um, at Roman. I mean, taking shots left and right, saying things that I'm pretty sure more than likely they would not even say to his face. But, hey, you know, pretty much like, you know, it's neither, neither here, nor, neither here nor there. But, but yeah, I was like, yeah, they were going way in on, on when it comes to, um, you know, the, the, the Roman slander and the Roman shade, you know, things like that. I was like, okay, then, well, you know, I guess you're telling us how you really, really feel. 
Um, but yeah, you know, it's, you know, of course, Triple H, you know, like the way he was alluding to it, the way it was leading up, building up. You're saying, you know, congrats. You know, of course, we know that Roman is going to be champion. You know, for one, you know, for a thousand days. And even though it's great for Roman, it's not, not, uh, you know, not exactly best for business. You know how that, you know how that thing goes. Um, you know, you know, and, and so on. You know, so, so of course that was kind of like, okay, now, okay, it's now starting to like slowly see where he's starting to get to. Um, you know, and, and just. And and then of course after he said as far as it's not best for business, I was like, all right, now I see what's about to happen. And of course, bingo, he reveals, you know, that you know, the brand new championship. And um, you know, saying you know, saying that uh, you know, that that whoever's whoever holds this title is gonna, you know, gonna be the you know, it's gonna be a fighting champion, it's gonna be defending, it's gonna be here more often, uh, you know, whatever this that third. And then Seth Rollins really, really went in. I mean, he spoke with his entire chest. As far as you know, being a fighting champion, you know, someone who's not a part timer, you know, such and such. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, you, you know, like I say, you know, you know, saying it with your whole entire chest, and um, you know, just making all this noise, yada yada. I mean, I get it. You know, Roman never really never beat you one, two, three. You know, you, you know, you got that DQ, even though Roman still kept the belt. But it's just like, I mean, you know, I guess I could see him getting it, but. More than anything, I you know rather see somebody like Bobby Lashley get it, especially especially with with him you know being being left off WrestleMania, um, you know, and nothing against Rollins. This is this is his most popular, the most popular that he's been uh, probably like ever really. You know what I mean? Like you know as far as far as that's concerned, you know you have, you have fans you know like you know going on with this music, you know over and over like whenever you know whenever they say burn it down. I mean. You know, in terms of his wardrobe, like I said, it's absolutely everything. And um, so, speaking of, here's my special guest right here. Let me go and add him to the stream. What's up? How you doing, sir? I'm doing great. How about you? Can't complain. Can't Man. complain. Nice sunny day. It's beautiful oh, out here. Seventy-five degree day. <laughs> absolutely, it's about 60, uh, 65 over here on this end. So, how are things going? Very good. Good. Very good. Oh, are you are you East Coast? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, everything's going very well, very well out here. Um, very busy right now, post WrestleMania. Uh -huh. like that, uh, that wheel doesn't stop turning, does it? Not, not at all. Are you on the West Coast? Uh, yes, yeah. So, uh, Northern California right now. Okay. I'm sort of near, uh, in the North Bay area, uh, for about another, about another month or so. And then uh, I'm actually moving up to Oregon. Uh, oh, really? June with the missus. Yeah. Wow. Starting to get a different change of pace, kind of get up there a little bit more like countryside, get away from the noise a bit, get away from yeah. the city. I get it. I'm, I'm doing the Brock Lesnar thing. I, I want to like go out and get lost for most of the year and then come out for the big shows. You know what I mean? Ah, exactly. Um, yes. Yeah, so, you know, so of course, for those that are watching, um, you know, of course, this is a uh, loop from cheap hop wrestling. And, um, you know, like I say, it's absolutely amazing. It's incredible. You, you're actually the first, um, you know, like, you know, it's, I guess, you know, uh, I want to say international, but in terms of, you know, it's, 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 as far as like, you know, like, um, get, well, you're really the first guest I've had this whole year. And, um, I know that we met physically face to face at Wally Mania. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, I um, mean, of course, it's been a pleasure to meet you. And, um, and of course you have a great, you. um, you know, of course, a group on, um, on, on IG that does a uh, fantasy faction. So if you want to go ahead and, um, you know, just introduce, introduce yourself and everything. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm Luke, uh, one half of the Cheap Pop Wrestling podcast. Uh, so it's a podcast uh, me and my cousin, who lives in England, started uh, a couple of years ago during sort of, well, the planning stages came during, you know, pandemic times when we were all kind of inside, a little bit bored, needed something to do. Mm -hmm. So uh, so he approached me with the the idea. And then, um, and then that was the, the start of it, really. We just started uh, going back and forth you know, kind of predicting pay-per-views against each other, kind of dueling one-on-one. -on -one. And then, um, you know, as time uh, as time went on, we just started talking to to more people. And, and it seemed like we were growing a little bit of a community here. So we, uh, you know, we wanted to come up with a way to kind of integrate ourselves more in the community and um, kind of bring people together. So we, uh, like you mentioned there, uh, the Fantasy Faction, we came up with a little game uh, for ourselves, which it's probably more popular than our podcast, which <laughs> is fine. It's totally fine. 
but yeah, it's basically a fantasy league. You know, people you've played fantasy football, basketball, baseball, what have you. Mm-hmm. So we came up with uh, our own version for wrestling, and oh. uh, and right now we uh, we're, we're proud to say we've got a lot of really really nice people in our community now, including yourself, lots of talented uh, streamers, podcasters, um, what have you. And, and some people watching this right now will know a few uh, people in our fantasy league, and it's just the way it's developed over the last year. It, we couldn't be happier with it. We've really, you know, we've got to chat to some really nice people uh such as yourself and of course uh was janelle uh, from the job tears at wally mania who you introduced me to and we had uh nikolai all the way up from denmark mm. and the wrestler in the nerd podcast he came out too and it's just it's been great it really it's it's helped us kind of define what we want out of this thing really which is um you know it's th- that community I'll, I'll keep saying that word it's um it's been a really positive uh, thing for us, and uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's our whole deal. We're uh, we're a podcast, but I think we'll probably be more. Uh, I don't know if we'll lean more towards the fantasy. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I see, and I see you got the cheap pop wrestling uh, shirt as we're speaking, like literally. Yes, the uh, the better than you version, <laughs> the, the old MJF, yes. which you can find on ProWrestlingTees.com if you ever want to pick one up there. Yeah, definitely. And um, so I, I've seen the uh, the fantasy faction shirts. So those look real nice too. Um, oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah. So like I said, I'm still still look. So like I'm you know still waiting waiting for mine to you know show up. So last time you know still still out there you know, as far as like getting processed or whatever. I but, checked uh, by the first of May. I think it's going to arrive by. Okay, so great. Yeah, I'm sending you an exclusive one of a kind fantasy faction uh, Vaughn T-shirt there. Thank you very much. Uh, it won't be available in shops. It'll be one of a kind. So hold on to it. Maybe we'll sign it. Be worth yeah. millions one day. That's what I'm talking about. I appreciate <laughs> it. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an, been an honor. Um, you know, yeah, we're really happy to have you. De- de- definitely. Thank you very much. I appreciate you know being part of that feedback, being a part of that dialogue. And um, since you mentioned job tears, like I said, you know, of course, the fact that you know we you know ran to Janelle, I, you know, I've ran her um, you know, more than once. So I'm looking this. In fact, I've talked to Wilkins already, um, her co-host on Jobs mm-hmm. here, as far as far as have him on, and I'm gonna reach out to her as well to see if I could get, you know, get either them on together or like individually. However, however things however things work within their schedule. Um, so yes, yeah, so like you know, as far as them, um, like I said, you know, there's a huge pickups, and so because see the thing is, uh, as far as as far as a uh, fantasy faction, you know, um, you know, like what what got what got me interested with was the fact that you know the, the because because I follow because I follow her and follow Jobber Tears as a mm-hmm. group collectively, and I would see, um, you know, I see the different posts of cheap pop, you know, cheap pop wrestling. So so like fantasy faction round one, two, three, four, whatever. And I was trying to figure out like you know, okay, like when can I join? And I even reached out to you, DM viewers or whatever. And like one one day I was like, okay, so like you know, when am I able to able to join this you know uh, faction this round or whatever? And mm-hmm. so you know, so of course you let me know when. I was like, all right, great. And so, of course, that's why, I, you know, uh, you know, I, that's why I officially drafted this, drafted my group. And on the first bat, like, I did not expect to have to have the type of, um, you know, like, you know, have the type of uh, impact like that. Yeah, you uh, you actually killed it in the last round. So we we run um, we run a league normally um, and the rounds last, you know, about a month. They They end. Uh, at, a, at a big pay-per-view but we also every once in a while maybe three four times a year run a tournament mm-hmm. and we figured you know because it was march march madness all that stuff going on we uh, we decided to also side by side with the league run a mark madness tournament mm-hmm. um basically that was uh you know everyone takes their scores from the week whoever has the most that week uh goes through the next round elimination style and uh yeah yourself you ended up winning it on the night of wrestlemania um, and that's why <laughs> that's much. why we sent you a prize. That's why we Man. sent you a special prize. So we uh, we're gonna have another tournament soon. So you'll be defending that crown, sir. Oh, thank um, you very much. Yeah, yeah, but it's 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 just super fun. You know what I mean? It it's it's totally one of those things. Totally free to play. Uh, we update it, the scores every week. So when we update it, we tag everyone in it. Make sure we try and direct some traffic towards everyone else as a thank you for for joining the game and actually engaging with us um 
so yeah, it, if anyone is out there and do and does want to join, please uh, log on to our Instagrams and we've got some new players waiting to get in on the next round. Um, and yeah, it's all it's all upwards from here. Uh, we've got future big future plans for it. We we've got ideas in the pipeline to really get this thing developed. Um, who knows? Maybe into a an app or a website kind of thing. But hey, watch this space. Watch the space. You heard it here. You heard it here first. We're taking over. We're yeah, taking absolutely. over. Complete takeover. Fantasy packs to take takeover. Like I said, front. You know, as far as our job tiers, Jones uh, World. You know, uh, you know, uh, clips his his podcast and Dirty Heels and stuff like that. So, like I said, you know, as far as like I said, I'm, I'm affiliate affiliate affiliated with each of them. And um, like I said, I was like, I was highly impressed. And the thing is, you know, because it's it's just like, you know, it's it's it plus it's all about strategy, like knowing mm. who to pick as, as your captain and things like that. And so like. Um, you know, like I said, you know, I guess job tiers are pretty much like my arch rival slash friend of the program yep. in terms of, in terms of fantasy, fantasy factions, you know? So that's why, you know, that's why you know, you know, getting, you know, feeling a little, feel the type of way as far as like, you know, not, not, uh, not giving me extra, extra points, but it's just like, <laughs> Hey, you know what I mean? But I still better, I still better than everybody. Even when, even when Roman wasn't showing up every, you know, every show. You know, yep. just the impact because of everybody else. That's that's only I think that's very important too as well. You know, like when when one is is down, it's just like a matter of who step you know steps up the most. Yep. There's definitely like there's definitely several strategies you can have towards the game. Obviously, if you have champions, um, then you can earn extra bonus points that way. But if you get sort of in the case with AEW, who kind of flip flop the championships a lot, you never know. It could be a double edged sword. Yeah. Um, and then you have, yeah, you have the Roman Reigns who will maybe only have one or two matches per round, but is a guarantee. You just never know. And and we have a rule where we have one team captain uh, that earns you double points for that round. Mm. And we, I don't know if she's had her match yet, probably not, but we have Jade Cargill as our captain. Our Ooh. permanent captain. That's actually a rule we've introduced. Uh, so cheap pop wrestling. Our faction is locked in uh, until WrestleMania 40 next year. Wow. So we've given ourselves a curveball there. So we've picked a squad for the whole year and we've gone Jade Cargill as captain. I don't know how that's going to go tonight on mm. Dynamite. Oh, yo, Taya. It might be time. I don't know. I don't know. It's risky. But, you know, it's we've, we've found that I don't know. I guess wrestling for me is is a little bit um, I don't know, a little bit better with some stakes on the line. You know what I mean? Some some meaning behind it. Yeah. Uh, a little bit more meaning, I guess. Uh, and you know, you can sort of root for your guys against other other people's teams. It's just it's um, yeah, a lot of a lot of strategy, a lot of thinking uh, can go into the game. And and everyone picks sort of different different squads, different strategies. So it's very interesting to see what what people come up with, whether it be. WWE heavy or AEW heavy or or what have you. It's um I mean, yeah, anyone who's played Fantasy League before knows it's uh, a lot of thinking goes into who's who's gonna be in your squad. And it's uh yeah. So right now, I believe you're after week two. Let me get the scores up here. So after week two, you're kind of mid mid table, mm-hmm. still in with a shot. Yeah. We've got we've got a new uh, a new player this round, girls watch wrestling too, oh, uh, who've just yeah. joined and are crushing it right now mm. um wow. so we'll see we still got two weeks left it ends at backlash and then we reset the scores again so we'll see who uh who comes out of this round yeah and the fact that Rhea's in um you know in, um in, 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 um, in, in my faction anyway so that's like double points especially when it came to mania you know so i was just you know just throwing you know just just pretty much throwing darts to the wall to the wall when it came to my picks and like and the thing is especially when it comes to like since you mentioned AEW, i was like kind of on the fence when it came to, I was like this close to picking Jade and like Ricky Starks, you know, mm. but, but, the, but the thing about it is that, as you said before, you know, it's just like a double-edged sword because, you know, because there's so many, so many different titles, um, yep. you know, also when it comes to the, you know, the, the quality of Jade's matches, I know she gets a lot of flack when it comes to that, um, mm-hmm. you know, as far as like during her reign. Uh, Ricky has yet to, you know, to, uh, you know, to, to win, an, to win another, you know, win, win another title after he lost uh, the TNT belt. So, and we, who knows, like how, 
I mean, other than him beating Jericho, but it's just like when it comes to getting back into that title picture, it's still kind of like to be to be continued sort of thing. So, you know, so it's just like I I saw people that were picking picking them, but I was like, you know what? Let me go with some of the old reliable, you know, what I mean, including some NXT stuff as well, like with like with Carmelo, you know, who's who's a champ, you know, yes. uh, himself. A, a new champ too. So, you know, presumably he's going to go on a good run. Yeah. And uh, and he retained last night, didn't he? Yes. Uh, on NXT. So, Wilder, yeah. So that's a great, that was a great pick. Yeah. Um, who, yeah with, the, with the AEW thing. Yeah. We try and go for a mix, but you just don't know like who, who is on and who is wrestling consistently every week. They have so, so many, many cards to shuffle around. Um, and who knows, maybe that'll even out a bit more when they start this new uh, collision show. Yeah. In June, so we'll be adding that show obviously to the game. So who who knows? But AEW is a very uh, it's a it's it's a tricky it's a tricky roster. We 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 tend to go WWE because it's it's I don't know kind of safe. They tend to get a lot of the more consistent people on, um, and you know if WWE recognize a good run, they'll tend to put them on TV a bit more. Whereas yeah, like I said, AEW's a little bit all over the place at the minute. Yeah, like it's it's like Forrest Gump, life box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get with AEW. Like right. Box of chocolates. You never know you, what you're gonna get with that. And the thing is, I guess because oftentimes I had been accused of being too WWE ish, if you if you will, you know, almost like you know, pretty much, you know, you know, like a, a little too much of a. I mean, yeah, I'm a WWE fan. You know, mm-hmm. I guess that label of WWE guy, you yeah. know, can go either way. I'm 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 a realist as well. But when it comes to this, I don't regret being so much of, of, of a big time WWE guy, especially when it comes to stakes like this, because as you said before, um, it's you have more of the safe, safer uh picks, you know, more reliable picks, if if you will, you know what I mean? So it's so it's just like, you know, so it's so it's like, you know, it's, it's like one of those things where it's flawed, but you know what you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. With them, it's, it's not. It's not. This is not a, an anti-AEW thing at all. Like, let me go ahead and clarify this whatsoever. But what I'm saying is that because there's so many inconsistencies, like you know, like you know, I mean, WWE has no inconsistency. But when it comes to a tournament like this, you know who's co- who's coming on. You know, oftentimes what you're gonna get anyway. Yeah. When it comes to that, it's just like so much stuff. You know, like there's certain things. A lot of stuff I'm I've sort of like been out out of the loop out of the loop on, you know what I mean? Other if it's not Jade, you know, Brian Daniels, I know a few things here and there, but mainly because of Twitter, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I obviously I know Brian Danielson, Jericho, you know what you're gonna get. He's he's the veteran, but I'm not hitching my wagon on him at the, at this point in his career. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, you know, like um, you know, as as far as Moxley, he's taking his break, whatever. Um Kenny, he's got you know, um, got extra mileage on him right now. You know, his you know his body's kind of like here and there, so it's just like you know one of those things where you know, like I said, give me my Romans, Carmelos, Biancas, Rhea these days. Yeah, you know what I mean, you know, get you know, give give me the give me those any day, and you know, if if I'm going in a battle, if I'm going at war, and I need a general, give me Roman. If I need reliable troops to know what they're going to do, give me those names. So I'm yep. good with 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 who I have right now. Yeah. The 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 thing with AEW, uh, how I'm looking at it now, I, I definitely watched less than when it first started. You know, the, a little bit of the buzz wore off for me, and uh, a little bit of the, I guess when Cody left and Punk came in, there was a there was a sort of a shift there. It's that they're still going through their growing pains. You know what right. I mean? And they they i think they they suffer by not having really two big things that wwe has one is the the production value and the way they can just present a star and set up that stage like it's it's second to none yeah uh, and also you know much gets said about being creatively withheld in wwe and that can be the case sometimes but there's also a uh, a drawback to giving people too much freedom over their own stories within um within aw in particular I, i'm not i wouldn't doubt the talent 
the in-ring talent of a lot of people uh, over AEW. Uh, I really wouldn't doubt any of the talent. But but are they... Is everyone a good storyteller? Is everyone good at presenting themselves um, in a way that will make them stars? Um, You know, if you go to WWE, it seems like there's a lot of people there who are uh, experienced in doing that, in creating the stars, who know what to do um, to, you know, discipline the talent in a way that gets them up to that next level, even if they don't see it. Um, It seems like Triple H is, you know, kind of that guy who can put his arm around you, but kind of tell you where you're going wrong and, um, and sort of lead you in the right direction. Whereas a Tony Khan will, you know, put both of his arms around you and give you a big hug. Which is nice, yeah. But it, you know, it, you would think it needs a little bit more, a little bit more discipline in terms of the creative there, and they'll get it, I'm sure. Um, if they can put put away some of their dramas, um, then uh, then they 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 have everything they need to to thrive. So, uh, but anyway, with regards to AEW television, I guess right now I'm looking to be. Um, I'm looking to be impressed. Like I want to be drawn in. Um, so, so I'm I'm sort of looking all over that that roster and the the TV shows each week, and like you know, entertain. Give me an excuse to watch it consistently, um, and you know they'll get there. They'll get there. They'll never be the 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 daddy that WWE is, but they can certainly be a big player and a good alternative. Um, and when they get there. Then yeah, maybe I'll pick some more uh, AEW fantasy people um, for my squad. I agree. You know, in, in, in fact, I, um, you know, in, in fact, I have those same sentiments about AEW as well. I'm not, I'm not a consistent AEW watcher myself. I, you know, I, you know, if anything, I echo those same, those same sentiments as well. It's like, give, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's like, you know, it's pretty much like, you know, get, give me a reason to, you know, like to consistently watch. You know what I mean? I know yeah. I'm not the only one who feels that way. Um, you know what I mean? So, so you know, so so as far so, so as far as that, I have conversations, you know, um, like this, you know, with, uh, with with people in my circle and stuff like that as well. So it's just like, you know, like I said, you know, just give me something to work with. But um, like I said, you know, since since we mentioned that, also, um, I, also one of the things I want to ask, like, you know, like, so when did you, you know, like get into sort of like become a fan of wrestling in and of itself? Um, you know, someone that meant to go into the or you know, sort of like the origins, if you will. So the first time I got turned on to wrestling was, uh, so it wasn't when I was a kid. So in, in England, when I was a kid, there wasn't much uh, exposure to to WWE. We, God, I still remember this. I'm going to age myself. I still remember when we had four channels, um, and wrestling WWE was on. I think it was Channel Four. Mm. Uh, sometimes on a Saturdays, but because of the, the extreme time difference, I just never really got a chance to to watch it when I was a kid. It just didn't come into my line of vision. Um, yeah. But then as I got older, so now we're talking, uh, I think it's 90, yeah, it's 1999. So I'd, I'd have been about, I'd have been 13 at the time. Okay. Um, so I was starting to stay up a little bit later. I was watching some TV. I was flicking around. And then that's when I came across the build-up to St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Um, and I saw this this bald-headed dude just... F- first of all, I, I, I didn't know really know the concept of pro wrestling. I saw a ring, and I knew what boxing was. So I knew, like, you know, sporting competition and fighting happened within a ring. But then I see this, this bald dude flipping people off, smiling ah. off at everyone, and, like, talking, talking shit to his boss. Uh, so I was like, "What? Okay, I'm I'm interested. Like, I'm th- like I said, I'm 13 at the time. You know, male hormones are are, are happening. Right. Um, so so a little bit of a bloodthirsty violence kind of uh, kind of got my attention. And then uh, I yeah, I, I think like a couple of weeks later, it was like, okay, St. Valentine's Day massacre is happening. So I stayed up. I snuck down, um, past my mum's room, um down the creaky stairs to watch the wrestling at one in the morning on a, uh, it was like a Sunday, Sunday night, Monday morning. And then I, and then I saw Stone Cold Steve Austin do his thing. I saw a crazy cage match. I saw 
Big Show come up from under the ring, which like, what? Someone's coming up from under the ring, and then and then I was hooked. So so yeah, it was like Steve Austin. Yeah, man, he was my first, my last, my everything, and uh, and I was I was hooked from then on. And then yeah, a month later was was WrestleMania. So Austin and The Rock had to a Mania fifteen, and just seeing that spectacle of a pay per view and all the different characters there, um, I was in. I was in from that point. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. You know because. Because the thing is, like, I, my initial introduction was, like, with Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, you know, mm-hmm. The Undertaker, like, the WWF, like, Raw is War era, you know, video games yep. and things like that, you know. So, like, that was my initial introduction. So, if anything, Bret was, you know, the, was, like, the main reason why, you know, why I got this belt, why I carried this belt. Mm. But the guy who really kept me hooked, though, Austin 316. Same guy that you just mentioned, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and that's when my fandom like really kicked in. You know, because because you say you were thirteen in nineteen ninety nine, so we're like three years apart. So I was ten, well nine going on ten that July, and so um so like I said, I remember you know, like just Stone Cold Steve Austin on the old like Warzone video games, WWF mm-hmm. Attitude, and things like that, and like what really got me. I mean, of course, other than the submission match with with Brett. Yep. And, you know, him with, you know, being the Intercontinental Champ and stuff like that. Like, when Austin 316 was, like, really, you know, like I said, really lighting up, especially before that King of the Ring 1996, that was something we had never, ever, ever seen before. That that speech, I was like, that was unfreaking believable But the first WrestleMania that I remember um, us ordering, like I said, was WrestleMania 14. Uh That was um, Austin, yeah, Austin Michaels, right? Oh, I don't know if you can hear me, Vaughn. The stream's gone down. Oh, dang, do I log off here? Shall I put something in the chat? Can you hear me, King? I can hear you. I can hear you. Oh, there you go. We're back. All right. All right, great. Sorry about that. My, my apologies. Um, but yeah, like I don't know what's going on with the stream. But um, but like like I said, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. All right, great. Mania yeah, 14. So, yeah, Mania 14. All right, cool. Sorry about the technical difficulties. But um, but yeah, like I said, in, in regards to uh, WrestleMania 14, um, like I said, you know, all right, I think we're good now. Um, but like I said, WrestleMania 14, like I said, Austin, Austin versus HBK. And so, you know, of course, like I said, you know, that was the one, like I, said, I remember, I remember my dad ordered it for us. Um, it was, you know, like when we had the, you know, had the pay-per-view, it was like $40, $30, dollars $40, I forgot what the price was. But like I said, I remember, you know, sitting in the living room and watching it and, and watching it play out. And those are two, two of my all-time favorites. So Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold Steve Austin. So it's just like on one end, I was glad that Austin won. On the other end, I didn't know that Shawn Michaels was going to be out for as long as he was. Mm. And so, you know, like after WrestleMania 14, I was one, I was waiting for Shawn to come back. I was like, all right, whatever. He lost. You know, he still come back. You know, Austin goes, you know, goes through his run. These two love Kane, Undertaker, yada, yada, yada. Still no HBK. He ends up becoming a commissioner or whatever. And, um, but like, like I said, you know, the, like I said, the thing about it was that, um, you know, it's, it's, like I said, Austin, either way, he had a phenomenal run. Um, like I said, that trilogy of WrestleManias with The Rock, I mean, he was the one who carried that mantle of, you know, of the WWF and just wrestling, period. Like, you had to you had to be there to witness how much of a phenomenon that Stone Cold Steve Austin was at the top of his game. That's why I'm glad that uh, the A&E had, you know, had, um, had that special about, about Austin and because that explained everything perfectly that explained it better than I could. You know, and so, um, so, and just to witness him as great as he was, I remember saying Valentine's Day Massacre. Like I said, you know, I was in what, like fourth grade at the time, I believe. And so, um, so, you know, so I, you know, he has like fourth, fourth grade. And so, and so, of course, like the next day we were talking about it. Um, I had friends who, you know, I grew up with, we would talk, talk about wrestling, play video games and stuff like that. So Austin was the guy that, that really moved the needle, um, yep. you know, for me. So, uh, yeah, so you know, like I said we both both of us have that in the comment. You know what I mean? So yeah, he, I, he, you know, I, he, 
he really um he really caught a wave of um you know i guess uh, the attitude that wwe was going for at the time you know trying to get away from the uh clean cut wrestler i guess the more the more bret hart character they were trying to transition into that more um you know just what was going on culturally at the time um you know i think people were getting a little more a little more comfortable with um you know with having a bit of a bit of attitude in their day and he just accelerated that so much like if attitude era was based on one person it, it would be that it's you know it's the guy that what a lot of people want to do um secretly you know give a stunner to their boss or maybe i don't know right. um and it just he you know and and you know credit to vince's character work um he was able to kind of see how big Austin could be and how big he was and then play that exact opposite role uh, and play the hero to that and compliment him. And then obviously you have the, um, you have the vocals of Jim Ross um, helping that along too. You know, we can't mention the rise of Stone Cold without, you know, that soundtrack of, of Jim Ross um, and just, yeah, with 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 Austin's music, with with how that impacts a crowd, everything just kind of seemed to fall into place, and uh, and everyone was, I think everyone was happy to be on that cart, be on it, um, and and you know, be at those arenas that Austin was mainly selling out. I mean, no disrespect to obviously the Rocks and the Triple H's and the Undertakers, right. but you know, the the cultural shift, the it was it was Steve Austin for. God, at least what was it? only a five six year run, right? It, it really wasn't uh, that long. About, about more, like yeah, from ninety six to about two thousand one, and from Austin three sixteen, King of the Ring ninety six, to about two thousand one or something to like WrestleMania seventeen. So, but the thing is, he was at his peak from like ninety eight to two thousand one. Yeah, unbelievable so, run. Yeah, so you know, for him to do that. And to sell more, um, you know, to, to make a bigger um, cultural and uh, business impact than even, you know, Hogan in the 80s. You know, that that speaks, you know, like I said, for him to do that, for Austin to do that in such a condensed amount of time. Mm-hmm. Rock as well. That speaks yep. volumes to both of them. So they're like de facto goats, if you will, when it, when it come, when it, in that in that aspect. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess like if you're... Uh... If you afford me a music analogy, I mean, I guess Hogan, yeah, being around a, a lot longer was kind of a, um, I don't know, maybe the Rolling Stones kind of run a little bit, a little longer, has had a bit more, you know, longevity. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, people forget the Beatles were only together for like six years. So maybe, uh, so maybe that's, uh, maybe Austin's the Beatles of the, of the times. If you, if you catch my drift. Oh, I, I get it. I, I, t- I totally get the, get the analogy. I, I, I completely get it. The Beatles had a shorter run, shorter amount of time, but they made the biggest impact when it comes to, you know, catalog yeah. and just influence, if you will. Yeah. Um, and, and and so like you know, since we're talking about our WrestleMania, what were your thoughts about this year's WrestleMania? Since since we met at Wally Mania anyway. Yeah, yeah. We we kicked off the whole weekend, didn't we? That was that was a great start to the weekend. Um, I had no idea what to expect. Didn't. didn't imagine see the usos there and and just everyone really and that really got me in the gear for for mini weekend um the show of shows itself just a phenomenal time like it always is this this was my fourth time attending a wrestlemania um so i went to the 31 in santa clara 32 in dallas and then 33 in orlando uh but this one Man, that that the SoFi Stadium, the the staging, the lighting, having my my cousin and co-host there um, for his first one, um, I was very very impressed with how WrestleMania turned out. We we got ourselves very excited in the predictions in the build up to it, and we I think we may have been may have been fantasy booking a little too much. So, you know, almost none of the things we predicted came true, like a Rock return or an Austin return, but. To be there, there was so much, um, so much match quality, and uh, in particular, I'm thinking of the Gunter match. Um, and then there was ups and downs, 
and I'll say I, I'll go back again to like the the wrestling community. Like you you could sit down, look next to you, and then you know see a perfect stranger, and then you sort of smile at each other. It's like, hey, we made it. We're here. We're at WrestleMania. Can you believe it? And it and it's like it's it, there's nothing like it. Like it, I'll put despite what Twitter may may you know may make out of of fans. I'll put wrestling fans up against any fans in the world uh, in terms of just, for the most part, really good, sound people who you can just get along with and talk about this one thing for a weekend out of the year. And, and you know, everything else is, everything else doesn't matter because it's, we're here, we're at WrestleMania and we're just making the best of it. And it was just a brilliant time. I, I can't, um, yeah, I can't fault the event at all. I mean, we could talk all day about the results. Some could have gone here, some could have gone there. But in terms of entertainment value, even with Shane McMahon tearing his quads, it's it's all it's all fun. It's all part of the show. It's all something to take away. Um, and I have to give a shout out, by the way, to Snoop Dogg because people aren't mentioning this. The man called one of the best audibles of all time. Yes, he did. Like a wrestler should be able to call an audible like that um when someone goes down injured like that but you know he's a um, he's he's you know he's, he's not a wrestler he's not an active talent he's not there all the time but absolutely just you know read stalled a bit redirected the crowd and then they picked it up again and uh and then gave me a bucket list moment i didn't know i needed it, seeing snoop dogg perform a people's elbow at wrestlemania oh, like gosh. who can who who can who can say that? Oh, I mean, I guess hundred thousand people can. Yeah. Um, but just yeah, no, no complaints about that event at all. Just an unbelievable time. Really, uh, really brought back that feeling of being in the a, you know, big stadium at the event again. And uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've no doubts that we're going to get ourselves out to Philadelphia next year because I need that again. I need more of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, what about yourself? Oh yeah, did you go to both I, nights? Uh, no, I, um, I, I only went to um, I only went to uh, to the second night. You know, of course, in, in, um, mm-hmm. as far as on Sunday. But like I said, as far as the atmosphere, Snoop called it on the fly better than, than a lot of people even actively wrestling. You know, certain certain people actively wrestling. I'm going to say it, but the way he called that spot was absolutely brilliant. Um, at Wally Mania, I did take a picture with, with that with that belt. You know, as you can mm-hmm. see on Twitter. Um, but like I said, in terms of the, this was my second WrestleMania that I've been to. The first one was actually in 32 in Dallas. So I, oh, I, was, okay. I was, I was, I was at that one as well. That was the one that Roman was still the big dog. You know, he was nowhere near who he is now. So, you know I mean, um, you yeah. know, as, as we jokingly say, that's when Roman couldn't talk. Um, but like I said, I, I was at that one, but I was determined to be at this one because to see Roman up close at this form where he is now. Yeah. I was like, look, I gotta fly out here. I gotta do it. You know what I mean? Since I since I couldn't make it for Tampa, it wasn't in the cards um to be in Dallas. But this one is let's feel like a trilogy. I gotta be in the building for that. Yeah. Um but the Gunther match, that triple threat was absolutely brilliant, a absolute banger on banger on banger, shame Seamus would say. I mean, it had people at the edge of seats going uh, sitting going up, sitting down. Up, down, says and that, and also the other uh, main event with you know, obviously Roman versus Cody. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, and, and then night one, the best one for me was um, with Charlotte versus Rhea, hands down. Um, you know, I mean, you know, what I mean, yeah. so, so as far as the presentation, they brought it. You know, you can, there were no complaints from me at all whatsoever. Um, you know, so when it came to the presentation of Mania, um, Philly is is, de- is definitely on the, on the cards for me. Without question, is much closer to where I am anyway. Nice. Um, you know what I mean. So it's just like that would be my third, uh, you know, third WrestleMania. You know what I mean. So, um, so like I said, I look forward to it. Plus the 40th anniversary of WrestleMania next Have year. To. You know what I mean. Um, yeah, you got to. And also, um, speaking of that, uh, I wanted to venture. What do you What do you think about um, the new belt that was revealed on um, on on Monday? Mm, the new World Heavyweight Belt. Um... I guess there's two two ways to to look at this. I'm I'm I'll start with the design. Um I like it. It's it's about what I expected from a new world title. I mean, I heard 
obviously we heard rumors that one was being made and what would it look like? Would they bring back an old classic? Um, I mean, I I knew the big WWE logo would have to go in the middle because that's their, you know, that's their visual advertisement, right? You know, if they go around to TV shows and, you know, people don't necessarily know what WWE is, you can't really have that old regular big gold belt. You, you really, it, you know, in these days of branding, you really have to have that that logo slapped on the front but it's 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 not sort of it's not taking up the whole belt which is good and if you're going to model it after an old world championship then then you know then why not have that classic big gold nwa um title that's been so well traveled so i'm glad that that sort of shape is is back under the wwe umbrella um we'll have to see how the uh, you know, the world title situation pans out. It's tricky with WWE because two world titles under one umbrella, it's it never seems to work out that well for me. Like there's no two, you can't have two number one belts. I feel this way about the women's division too. It, it, feels, it feels diluted to have, I feel like you should have the, the one belt at the tippity top. Um one that can travel between shows um and if you can't have two i mean i guess you could focus on other belts if you only had the one but so i'm kind of i'm kind of seeing where this is going uh roman reigns is basically i don't know has he been demoted now he's still you know universal undisputed champion but yeah. is um you know, how's he going to feel about this this new belt coming in? And he's not the undisputed top dog anymore, as it were. Um, so, so we'll see how that transpires. We'll see how it works out. It, it's going to be there's going to be a lot of great, exciting matches surrounding this new belt. You know, you're going to have your Seth Rollinses, your LA Knights, um, and Gunter's going to have a crack at that soon. So. Yeah, in terms of how it's going to fit into programming, it, it's a wait and see for me. But I, I love the design. I do. Um, I think it's going to grow on me even more. But um, I wouldn't mind wearing that belt myself. Yeah, if someone wanted to buy it for me. Yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't mind either. But you know, but, but the thing about it is that um, it also it also draws shades, as you as you mentioned, of the World Heavyweight Title combined with the NWA Championship. Mm -hmm. So you know, because it's got the World Heavyweight. You know, like I said, you know, title like plate design, but also has that silver globe in the in, in the middle. Reminds yeah. you of the NWA Championship. It's just like you just throw both of them together with the WWE logo for the sake of branding purposes. Um, and and that's one of the things that people have to understand is that right now in this age of media, social media, brand marketing, people you know make making sure that, that they that they protect the brand, that they promote the brand. That's what it's all about, especially when it comes to when it comes to sports teams and win championships. You know, you want you want you you know you want to you know like you know like especially when, when it comes to the players, they would love to you know to walk around with a, you know with a championship. You know, like you know a, you know like a belt is like the ultimate prize when it, when it comes to a champion. It's the most synonymous prize as far as a championship. Yeah. And so, um, you know, so with this draft it reminds me of when it was the big gold belt as well as the undisputed. Uh, ruthless aggression championship that like lesnar and angle used to have and eddie you know stuff mm. like that reminds me yeah. of that and um and so so as far as so as far as that you know i said romans you know climbing to a thousand days as they mentioned as i mentioned like you know at the beginning of, of this episode before he came on um and how they were just throwing shots at him left and right especially when he came to rollins right mm. um but i was like you know what and, and the thing about it is if there was for me, if there was anybody that, that would hold it other than Rollins, I would say probably Bobby Lashley when he comes back. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Gunther's definitely in, would be in the running, but I would like to see him uh, break break a Honky Tonk's record first in terms of the Intercontinental Championship record. So I like to see him go past yeah. 450 days. You know, before you know before I before we get to that point, but he's definitely in the running though. He's he's got to be close, right, Gunther? Yeah, that. he's he's over 300 days actually. So I, I checked. He's he's, he's you know, um, you know, he's. I know he's over 300 days as champion. So, yeah. um, so you know, give it another hundred days, another three months, four months. Sometime past SummerSlam, at least. Then, yeah. then that's when he's going to end up breaking it. Um, and 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 also, also, uh, 
what'd you think? You know, I said a couple of things I wanted to get into, you know, before we wrap up. Um, I'm pretty sure you've seen the top 50 list that, uh, mm-hmm. that, yes, uh put it right here. that just came out. So, um, if, in fact, like, I know, I, I know I sent, sent one to you, like, um, as far as like in the, in, in the DM, but like, as far as like my official list I already like tweeted that out. I don't know if you got that one, but I what'd saw you think that, about yeah. It? Yeah. So what'd you think about it? Um, I mean, obviously, uh, Stone Cold, number one, hard to argue with that. I mean, obviously, this list is not fully acknowledging the tribal chief. Otherwise, <laughs> if, if it was, he would be number one. But uh, we'll, no, I, um, no, I get it, though. This this list has a lot of factors in it. Obviously, you've got your in-ring achievements, technical ability, influence, mm-hmm. cultural impact and all that. So Stone Cold Steve Austin for that, you know, lightning in a bottle that run he was on, um, nobody, nobody transcended the business like that. And, and, you know, we've, we've just talked ad nauseum about why that is. And also it, it, it says something where the popularity of a superstar is such that you keep the rock at number two. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause, cause the rock in any other universe where stone cold doesn't exist, then the rock is, you know, being talked about as, you know, potentially the greatest of all time and definitely number one on the list. So I get why we've got the rocket number two there. Uh, number three, The Undertaker, of course, just longevity. Um, God, his ability to make us care for so long about his character, his his ability to keep the kayfabe up for so long. And like, like we really, in an era where we really want to take a peek behind the curtain, in fact, no, we just want to tear the curtain down at this point. Yeah. But but I feel like I feel like wrestling fans really sort of respected Undertaker's ability um to keep that under wraps. And we almost almost don't want to know, or almost used to not want to know what um you know Mark Calloway was doing in his real life because I don't know, I guess I was still wanted to hold on to that um that mystique uh, you know that we have when we first started, when we you know, when we believed um, oh, you know, we suspended our disbelief a bit more. Um, so, so with the the Undertaker, I mean, if you if you flipped those three top three in any order, you know, you really can't uh, you really can't argue. If Undertaker was number one, I wouldn't argue with that either. Ah, right. Um, what else you got? So you got Ric Flair at four, Shawn Michaels five, John Cena at six. Yeah, John Cena again, longevity. Um, his ability to, yeah, I mean, after it, that was a hard ball to pick up when the Austins and the Rocks left. Um, and then obviously the Brock Lesnar project ended prematurely, you know, he kind of got burnt out with the travel and, and wanted out. So, so it was, um, so for John Cena to, to pick up that ball and carry the company on his shoulders for such a long time is, uh, it makes sense. He's in the top 10 there. Who else you got? You got seven. Bret Hart at seven. Hulk Hogan, eight. Triple H, nine. Triple H, I mean, I don't know if you count this too, going from wrestler to, you know, all the way up to where he is now. Um, I don't know if, if, if Triple H or, you know, Paul Levesque, if we're mixing the same thing here, but but with with him taking over NXT, and uh, and kind of moving the needle that way, and and the competition. If you talk competition, like people preferred NXT over on SmackDown for so long. Um, so it really goes to show, you know, Triple H's mind for the business is, um, yeah, just his his mind for the business, his knowledge, his passion for it. So can definitely see why he's in top ten there. And yeah, Sting rounding off. The top ten. Sting was a bit before my my time. Uh, I mean, I've, I've obviously gone back and uh, and watched some stuff. And I wasn't big WCW back in the day. Um, we didn't, uh, you know, on our four channels. I don't know if WCW was on, but um, but obviously I recognize the cultural, imp- but rather the the longevity uh, that that man has had, and he's he's still doing it today. Yeah, still doing it today. Um, one one person I would add to the fifty, though I think I think there's a case for Rob Van Dam. Yeah. Some somewhere, 
I mean, had it not been for a, you know, speeding on the highway and you know getting pulled over for a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of Mary Jane, then then who knows what heights he could have reached. But I think with his his technical ability and his innovative style, there I think I think you see a lot of that happening today. I think you know the people with the likes of the Young Bucks uh, and and other high flyers. I think he. Um, I think he was sort of a, an innovator of that in a lot of way. I think he was a big fish in in a small pond in ECW. Um, you know, perhaps he could have made the jump a couple of years earlier. Um, but yeah, happy to see people like Chris Jericho on this list, who is a goat in so many ways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very solid list we've got here. Thank you very much. I, I, I appreciate it. It's, it's like I've been working really hard on this list. And so the thing is, like, RVD's honorable mention. He's like after the 50, that type of thing. You know what I mean? Like in terms of people that, that are among the honorable mention list. So he's 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 in that conversation. Um, it was kind of hard to, like, specifically, like, pinpoint where I put him before or after somebody, right? So it's all about, mm-hmm. like, my criteria as far as imprint, influence, and things like that. Absolutely. And so so, like, he's... You know, had it not been for, you know, certain things that happened, as you mentioned, um, you know, then, then not then I, then I would have put him, put him in. I've entertained him being on the list. So I may revisit. I don't know. But the thing is, um, so it's just like, you know, the th- thing about it is just all about looking at, you know, like I said, look at body work, um, you know, match quality, uh, how well you are, how well you work with your dance partner, how you bring the best out of others. And so, and, and also like in the, as a matter, as a matter of like, um, you know, like the, how, like how much of a big deal you were in said promotion, um, mm-hmm. the quality of your title reigns. So that's why let's say edge, for example, right. That, that 19 through 21, that was the toughest, like, you know, like, um, gauge that I had this whole time. It was a three-way dance between him, Roman, uh, and Brock, right. And mm-hmm. so I had to look at it. It's like Edge was highly influential in his own right with the TLC matches, one of the greatest tag teams of all time, Edge and Christian, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. Sorry about that. But, uh, but yeah, like I said, he's 11-time world champion, right? But at the same time, I looked at a lot of a lot of lists, didn't have him as high as I have, you know? And so you got people putting him in their 30s and, like, 40s or something like that. I'm mm-hmm. like, nah, that's, that's criminal. But at the same time, I'm like, when, it, when he was – at that top, he was he wasn't main, he wasn't the main focus. He was arguably seen as greatest heel, greatest adversary. But when it came to being the primary focus in terms of move, moving the needle, in terms of having like that lengthy, like culture changing title reign, Edge yep. never really had that. His combined reigns are like maybe two hundred days, probably or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just like you factor all that type of stuff in, and a lot of his greatest matches, to be honest, are simulations. People talk about Roman having the bloodline involved. There's a lot of stuff he had Lita in, involved in as well. So, you know, so you have to like factor all that type of stuff in. So it's just like, and plus with time working against him, with him being being out for so long, right. it 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 gives room for others to, you know, to, you know, to drive past him. You know, Chris Jericho moves a little bit further than him on the list. Randy Orton went from for me initially when I started this initially I kind of like playing around with you know like experimenting back in like 2015 this is before mm-hmm. Romans rise and stuff like that at edge higher but because Randy Orton you know grew and became who he became yeah and has more title reigns longer title reigns add the moving past edge right yes. and then yep. you look at the way Roman is now you know and you know how significant he is when it comes to being a draw you know what I mean um, when it comes to just a legendary reign, when it comes to what he did with the shield, I've defended Roman ab- about this ever for a year now, you know, in, in, in that regard. So I've, I've defended my place for him on this list, like I said, for the longest time. So I, I, I planted the seeds for this, like when, um, for this version of the list, well, when the podcast first started last year. So I was mm-hmm. talking about this with some friends of mine during last year's WrestleMania and stuff like that. And so it was just brainstorming. And so, like, ever since I came back from L.A., I was like, all right, then now it's time to really, like, you know, start, start like, turning the wheels. And so um, so for Roman to be at the place 
where he's at, I think, given his body of work now and sort of his upside, I think that's a fair enough gauge for him. So, yeah. you know, and so, so that's why it's like, and, and one more thing, I hear people say wrestling is subjective. That's true, but there can be a level of objectivity to it as well. That's where criteria comes into place. So, right. you know what I mean? So I, I, I appreciate that, that, you know, you know, that, 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 you know, that you like this list that we were able to, to go over it, you know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, and you know, and so, uh, one more thing, um, before we wrap up, a little bit of name association. Okay. All right, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw some names out there, and you could give me a, a a sentence or you know a word or whatever that associates with them the most. All right. Uh, gotcha. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Most popular. The Rock. Second most popular. Ah, that's a cop. I'll be right back. Hold on. My bad. Uh, I can think of a better one for, for The Rock. Goosebumps. <laughs> Absolutely. John Cena. Um, Mr. Reliable. Mm. Undertaker. Um, a blueprint for what a character should be. A couple more. Um, Shawn Michaels. Um, a blueprint for how you should be technically in the ring. Mm. Red Hart. Um, ultimate professional within the ring. Yeah. Uh, one more. Roman. God. <laughs> <laughs> King Roman, the emperor. Uh, I, I acknowledge. I acknowledge. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is a, a Roman Reigns, you know, like I said, you know, the, uh, stand podcast, defender podcast. And so like I said, no matter what, he is one of those guys whose legacy I will continue to defend. And so, Luke, thank you very much for joining and let, and let everybody know where you, where they can find you. Uh, thank you for having me, King. This has been really great. Um, you can find us at uh, our main our main landing page. I guess it would be our Instagrams at the underscore cheap underscore pop. And there you can find uh, our fantasy faction. You can find links to our episodes. You can find links to uh, other podcasts within our community. So so head to our Instagrams and, and you can get everything on there. So yeah, like, comment, reach out, check out our latest episode. We, we had ChatGPT uh, predict the WWE draft. Um, by the way, ChatGPT acknowledges the travel chief. So a bit of a, a spoiler on the episode. Um, Roman Reigns came out number one on the draft. We didn't influence it. Or anything, we just put the most basic information in. So even ChatGPT uh, acknowledges the chief. So um, so yeah, uh, yeah, get us on the Instagram. Our our, our um, podcast is on anywhere you get your podcasts: Apple, Spotify, Google Pods. Um, and yeah, if you want to get in on the fantasy league, just just by all means, reach out to us, get in our direct messages, and uh, we'd love to have you. And uh, you know, just like we've loved having you, sir. And um, yeah, I just want to say thank you again for um, introducing me to um, Janelle at Wally Mania. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I really love the Job of Tears podcast. I don't know. I, I might have felt some intimidation there, um, you know, kind of saying hello because, um, I mean, you, you know how great they are. They're, I think they're, they're peers in the wrestling podcast space. And um, God, yeah, I've just got to give like another shout out to the people in our in our fancy league a to the k wrestling wrestling for life high side of the ropes dirty heels um oh let me rattle off the names real quick got the list here um god yeah girls watch wrestling 2 gg for the win faction cast wrestling takeover dad world order victorious ones hey wrestler in ognorden sellout podcast heel turn wrestling willie does wrestling job of tears podcast uh yeah Buzzing with Marlo and uh, last 
Ooh, sorry, last week in wrestling podcast. That's everyone is in so far. So um, yeah, if you want to join join a big community of uh, of like minded fans who just want to have a good time, want to talk, you know, the greatest performance art in the world, then uh, then uh, then come say hello. We're uh, we're friendly people, and uh, yeah, terrible at shout outs and outros. I hope I wasn't rambling on there. Hey, look, don't, don't, listen, don't, don't, don't worry, don't worry about it. Hey, look, I'm not exactly the best when it comes to, when it comes to outro sometime myself, but, um, but yeah, you know, but, you know, but at the same time, like I say, I, I greatly appreciate you being, you know, being on, being on as a guest and, um, everything that, everything that you contribute when it comes to, you know, when it comes to this wrestling community. And so, like I said, I'm so, you know, of course, we're Wally Mania. You saw Janelle, I was like, look, I was, since, you, since you mentioned the name, she came, she came this, like, I think like about a split second maybe or two after after you said after you said her name all of a sudden she came through the door i was like you know what let me make that happen you know what i mean hey, and so um i appreciate that yeah definitely you know what i mean so um so like i say we you know appreciate you as well um thank you very much i'm gonna make sure to, to have to have your um have your um you know have your social media um handles and everything like that in in the um in the description of okay. this episode so um you know so, to go ahead and plug that and once again luke thank you very much um you know as far as cheap pop wrestling great show and like i said look forward to to more that's in store so thank you very much for coming on cheers king look forward to talking to you again thank you very much all right man see you down the road see you down the road of course i want to thank my guest for tonight luke from cheap pop wrestling for for a great uh interview incredible conversation and and of course i look forward to to see it to to see more of what, um, you know, for what Cheap Pop Wrestling has in store, um, along with the Fantasy League. So, like I said, once again, a great conversation. Um, you know, incredible wrestling mind. So, you know, what I mean, so it was, like I said, it was a pleasure. You know, to um, you know, to you know, it was, it was a pleasure to have him on the show. And of course, it, of course, this this is the time where I give my birthday shout outs. Of course, on April twenty second, Radio One founder Kathy Hughes turns seventy six. And of course, on April twenty third, I want to give a special birthday shout out to you know to of course one fourth of the TWG fan club, friend of the program, uh, Miss Siendal. Her birthday was on April twenty third, uh, of course, on April twenty third as well. Of course, uh, future WWE Hall of Famer, sixteen time world champion, the, the of course wrestling icon John Cena turns forty turn forty six on April twenty fifth. Barbara Streisand turned eighty one on April twenty fifth. Movie icon, of course, you know, star, star of The Godfather, Scarface, among, the, among other movies. Al Pacino turned 83. Of course, Basketball Hall of Famer, the greatest power forward of all time. The big fundamental, Tim Duncan turned 47. Of course, April 26, Giancarlo Esposito, you know, of course, most famous right now for The Mandalorian, turned 65. April 27th, Basketball Hall of Famer, the Iceman George Govern turned 71. Or April 29th, Michelle Pfeiffer turns 65. Or April, on on the same day, of course, Fox 5 news anchor Holly Morris turned 52. And of course, April 30th, Basketball Hall of Famer, you know, of course, leader of the Bad Boys, Isaiah Thomas, turns 62. Before I go, I like to, I would like to give a word of wisdom. God wants you to be intentional about becoming spiritually mature. You are victorious because greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. When you put God in first place, you don't have to worry about being in last place. And of course, please make sure to listen to this podcast on, on of course, on, on, on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that, that you download podcasts. Thank you very much for listening, and may this day be the very best day of your life. <laughs>